Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. By the way, it's a show. The whole binary thing. I don't care what Demi Lovato does, but now we have to worry about you might offend someone. So I basically offended right-wing people, and today I offended left-wing people. Well, I hope you're happy, because I just stopped talking. Patty out. You know, if you want Matt Siegel, if you're going to pay him a lot of money to go on the air and say stuff like that, well... You got to have his back. But now they don't. Maybe he's finally at the point where he says, that's ah, screw it. I'm walking. And, and it could be that, that he's done 40 years. He's got plenty of money. He's sick of it. And he's going to make a, a dramatic exit. And for, I would respect that. <laughs> Holy hell. What the hell happened to today's schedule? Oh, my God. It has just been nonstop. A few hours ago, uh, we were sitting down. I was writing a sub stack on some, a, a topic I can't even remember. When Alice told me that Maddie in the morning, Matt Siegel had been whacked, uh, or, whacked. or or Ed had uh, walked off the air uh, after being badgered by a PD or s- some kind of management in there about saying something that wasn't uh, laudatory about uh, b- the trans person, Demi Lovato, who's got a thing, who's got, who's got stuff going on. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression (laughs) and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. 
Right. In this first episode, this is I'm a person to who has done everything she can since I've known about her in the last year to try to be interesting. And this is the latest uh, version of this, latest incarnation of Demi's interesting. Is now she's they, them, whatever. Well, props last to month, her. This is good promotion for her. Or, sorry, props to them. Right. This is new promo- good promotion for their new podcast. Right. Shockingly, it, it comes on the heels of her debut podcast. She was attacking a frozen yogurt place last month because they had fat-free options or whatever, and she's had eating disorders. If there's something interesting and victim-y, she's got it. So that's where we are today. That's fine. This morning, I was uh, we were talking about talking about that today on the Baron Barrel as a straight-up talk uh, topic. Right. Uh, then, through social media, Alice found that Matt Siegel had talked about it in a lighthearted way and had walked off the air, and there was just music playing back to back to back to back to back. Right. For like on, the last hour of the show, it was on, just music. On Kiss 108. So, so let me tell you what's going to happen here. In a moment, we're going to go to Jerry Callahan and Kirk Minahan. And for most of you guys absolutely know who they are. A lot of you came to us through those guys. Uh, some of you may not. So what you should know is well, this. Well, first of all, okay. I want to backtrack a tiny bit, too, because possibly many of our listeners don't know who Maddie in the Morning right. is. Good if you're point. not from the Boston area, this may seem like a local story or not a big deal or whatever. Um, you know, many of you may know who Maddie in the Morning is if you're local people who listen to um, Kirk and Callahan previously, and that's why you're fans of us. But um, if you're not from the Boston area, Maddie in the Morning is an institution. This guy has been the biggest radio show in Boston for 40 years. So that's older than me. When I grew up, everybody listened to Maddie in the Morning. He has the morning show on the top 40 station, the big station that's always number one in the market. And... I mean, everybody in New England knows who Maddie in the Morning is. Mm-hmm. Everybody has listened to this, has heard it. I have never really been personally a big listener of it, and I still know what the show is, and if something happens right. on it, we hear about it. This is huge. It, this is Billy Costa's show that he's on. They won't but, know who that is either. That, but, no, but this is another huge local guy who became big through this show who's on every local TV show. I mean, these are in New England in the Boston area. These are like the biggest names in local media. So the uh, fact that well, I mean that the, the, they slant women. I think that the gen men are probably these more are sports these are some radio of the bigger people. names. But so, but, but, but this mean, is very this typical is morning zoo. Yeah. So this is morning zoo radio where there's an ensemble. It's Maddie in the morning. It's Billy and it's a woman. I also if don't really, know if I have right. ever listened to it. But um, but, but certainly you've been exposed to it, of like course, the dentist office it, and whatever. You, you can't miss it. Oh, we don't talk about the dentist, Alice. Bad memories. Sorry, I almost visited that with Kirk today. <laughs> so, so, but um, and in the eighties, he had done. He had been on TV a lot too. You, which you wouldn't have remembered. He was on maybe a UHF station. Whatever. Somebody said he came from BCN too. Is I it, guess. Okay, everybody so, I did. Mean, I don't know, but I guess the point is, if he's really gone over Demi Lovato's pronouns, whether or not. It's because the station doesn't want to deal with it anymore or because he doesn't want to deal with the station bugging him about it anymore. It's unclear whether he said in an interview to Boston.com today, apparently, that he thinks he's going to be back on the station at some point. Um, He didn't specify whether that's tomorrow or at some point in the future or what. Um, It's unclear exactly what is the ultimate outcome of this is going to be, but if he's gone, if the biggest radio host in Boston for 40 years is gone because uh, he's 71 years old because he couldn't wrap his brain around a pop star using they, them pronouns, mm-hmm. that is 
uh, probably the biggest thing to happen in Boston media this month. Absolutely. And we'll we'll kind of discuss that in a bit afterwards, after we heard mm-hmm. from Jerry and Kirk. Uh, but the, that allows... So those mm-hmm. of you who haven't already hit the forward 30-second button 150 times, um, if you don't know who Kirk Minahan and Jerry Callahan are, Jerry Callahan and Kirk Minahan had the... Um, uh, Kirk and Callahan show in Boston Sports Radio. It was the biggest morning show, morning radio show, the best morning radio show, local show that this uh, city has ever had. They were ballsy. They w- were afraid to ask no questions. They were absolutely fearless. They went after institutions they thought were being um, dishonorable or were screwing around with with uh, fans. For instance, they went after the Red Sox. They were on the on the flagship station of the Red Sox and still went after the team. And these guys were fearless. It was, it was great radio. Kirk was often over the top, fearless, left it all out there. And Jerry was uh, just a, a really strong, tough voice as well. These guys, they were the best, okay? So, but they also, they opined on the trans issue about five years ago in a local activist was very upset and decided to make it his life's work to destroy them, go after their sponsors, harass them, and to work with the Globe, with uh, Shirley Luong of the Globe, to try to harass sponsors and shame sponsors so that they left them. Eventually, because the the station, for other reasons we won't get into, wanted no part of it, and eventually that show was disappeared. And so those guys know how this works, and they know what it's like when the program director or the executive producer you know, uh, slinks into the control room or into the on-air studio during a commercial and uh, makes demands. So they know this how this whole, whole world works. How this happened today is I got uh, Jerry uh, through a Zoom meeting. And uh, for the, so for the first few minutes, is Jerry. And then Kirk joins us a few minutes into it. We talk certainly about this, Maddie, in the morning stuff. For those of you in the Minahan or, or Callahan worlds, there is some other... Inside baseball talk as well, a little Cullinane talk and uh, and uh, some other stuff. You'll like it if you're into those guys. You'll like what they do. I, I essentially, which you'll be pleased at, because I'd hear it from you if I did. Kirk's golf career. Kirk's golf career. I essentially let the mm-hmm. guys talk because I know that's what you'd want. Uh, and on this subject as well, this is this, these are the people who you want to hear from. They are the the most. I, mean, I can't think of anybody more qualified than these guys. They're always always. Uh, very generous to join us. You, by the way, you should be listening to Kirk Minahan's uh, podcast, his true crime podcast, podcast called The Case, and obviously The Kirk Minahan Show. Look him up. He's with Barstool. If you don't know already, know him. I'm sure you do. Jerry is uh, the Jerry Callahan podcast. You can find him all over the place as well, and uh, we'll tweet all that stuff out. It'll be in the show notes. All right. Without, uh, without making you wait any longer, not that you have, let's get right to it. Here comes Jerry first, and Kirk will join us in a couple of minutes. All right, here with Jerry Callahan of the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I join Jerry every Tuesday, but the podcast is four days a week. It is a great podcast, and um, he, he says what he wants to say because in his in this world, the podcast world, you're allowed to do that for right now. We may be joined by Kirk Minahan. Of course, Jerry and Kirk were um, hosted the Kirk and Callahan Morning Show, probably the best morning show ever in Boston on WEEI before the woke forces came and uh, and drove them asunder. Uh, so, Jerry, uh, all we know now is that, uh, that um, Matt Siegel this morning was ranting about Demi Lovato, who put out a, a, an announcement about her new gender binary whatever 
I'm going to take this moment. To oh, sorry. I'm going to play it for us in a second here. Um, this is Demi Lovato this uh, morning. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. In this first episode, I'm excited to share with you. So you get it. So she's having a... (laughs) We've heard... It is. I'm listening and she speaks very clearly. Obviously, she's got a great voice, but it is so confusing. I just read the story before coming on with you. And they're not just messing with the gender here, which is one thing that's your personal business, but they're messing with language. And I can't read a story and, and you know, without without getting stuck because it talks. It's they she's they and they's plural. I mean, you just decided you are plural. That's what you did. If you came up with a different pronoun that was singular, it wouldn't be so difficult. But reading about her, her new epiphany or transition to this, to this plural status, this binary status, is kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to get through the, the words without getting stuck and go, who's they? What do you mean they? Oh, you. Oh, that's right. No, that's not they. You're singular. I'm sorry, but we should have a rule here. You can be whatever you want, but you can't be plural. How's that? Right, but that would be that wouldn't be uncomfortable for you and me, Jerry. And the whole activity, oh. the whole exercise, is to make us uncomfortable and to dislodge our norms and uh, any institution, including language we have, because you and I need to start from a blank slate because essentially we're we're white supremacists. And that's the rules, and we're not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed to do anything but cheerlead it, Jerry. As you, that's true. As you and your former radio partner found out a way to uh, personally a couple of years ago. So that happens. Matty in the Morning plays this. Matt Siegel in Boston is Kiss 108's guy forever. He's been a morning ratings giant for 40 years now. Uh, and he one of the last ones. After Kirk and Callahan gets tor- torpedoes, it's really Matt Siegel and Howie Carr. Now, Jerry, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah, I would say. Uh, and now it's, you know, I guess it's just Howie Carr. And he'll be next. I'm not really sure how he's managed to survive this long. But, uh, you know, the mob will will eventually come for 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 all of us if you have any opinions at all if you have any personality at all as Maddie Siegel points out you know he he's in uh, a morning show that actually has an opinion actually has a, a personality is not always living in fear is not always playing scared which is what everybody's doing on most stations now on my old station everybody's playing scared everybody is nervous before they even say anything they're wondering Will this get me canceled? Will this get me fired, suspended, whatever? That's the way they operate, which basically emasculates a talk show host and and, and kind of ruins them. I mean, you can't live that way. You can't be that way. You know that. You can't have in the back of your mind that little sensor that says you can't discuss that, whatever, transgender issues. You can't discuss, uh, you know, mail-in balloting. You you can't discuss, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse or boom, you're done. You're going to get canceled. That's the way it is now, and there's nothing, as you know, more radio, radioactive than transgender issues. Because while the majority of people don't want to, you know, don't want to see, you know, women, uh, girls, sports destroyed by ma- biological males, you can't say that because they are a very strong uh, uh, special interest. The the minority, the, the, if you want, ever want to understand the tyranny of the minority. 
check out the way things are unfolding in on this issue, transgender issues, and I would lump this in. You can't be critical at all. You literally, on Twitter, can't say men can't have babies. You can't say that, or you'll get canceled, get taken off Twitter for saying men don't have babies. Well, but you, the, the thing is that it's not even, you're, there's no to be no discussion, Jerry, except complete compliant discussion Correct. or... Um, or, you know, uh, laudatory. That, that, that is it. It's freaking crazy. I don't know any other subject other than this where this is like this. But you, you, there is none. There is none where there's that so few people who are, are promoting, advancing this, this cause, you know, having biological males dominate girls' sports or whatever. You, you name the transgender issue. And if you say you're against it, you're a hater, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe. And once once they label you, you're playing defense, you know, you're backing up. And and I think this Matty Siegel is a perfect example. I mean, he discusses the issues. This is an issue you could, you should discuss if you're Matty Siegel on Kiss 108. Demi Lovato has decided she's non-binary and changed her pronouns. And if you don't, as you point out, completely capitulate, completely say it's wonderful they're wonderful. They're a great singer. They, and you, you know, it's obviously confusing and bizarre, but if you don't completely join the mob, you will be targeted. You will be, you will be next. And I'm not sure who's next, but, uh, you know, they can bring down, you know, Maddie. They can, they can bring down anybody. Let's be honest. So, so what is it? What do you feel like supposedly what happened and we'll play Maddie's rant. Supposedly what happened is the PD um, like lurked outside of the studio and said, hey, guys, um, we're really not comfortable with this. <laughs> Let me tell you, Shattuck, I know that dynamic well, where they come in at the break and they get the hang dog look and say, can you please just move on for us? You know, for uh, many of me, it was always, Didn't you, you know, the Red Sox won last night. Can't you, you know? The Celtics are in the playoffs. Can't you just talk about that instead of, oh, my God, look, all the lines are lit. The, the buzz is out there. We've got lots of people listening, people talking about it. We, what we're doing is working. It's, yeah, but I had this phone call. and It was from this uh, you know, activist and this group, and they, you know, they're threatening to, uh, can you please, the Celtics are playing tonight. Can you please just talk about the Celtics? That was our life for you know, a couple of years. I understand completely what happened to Maddie today because it happened to us many, many times. I didn't walk off or quit, but uh, generally that pressure was you know, a daily, a daily uh, issue we had to deal with. Yeah, but you, you, you have the PD or the executive producer say, okay, we've got an activist on the phone and he's very upset. Well, who gives a bleep? They're, they're, Jerry Williams had people mad at him. Howie Carr has people mad at him. You know, the people being pissed off at radio hosts is not something new. Yes, it is, because they have a mo- I mean, you're right. It's it's not something new, but it's different because of the Twitter mob, social media. As I pointed out many times when I started, we'd piss people off and we were much, much more you know, offensive 20, 25 years ago, especially when it came to these things, the, these social issues. But you get a letter, you know, you get a letter or two. Right. Now... One person, and I know this better than anyone, can start an email campaign, even if he's operating alone, or with the help of, you know, the activists, you know, the the headquarters of the woke mob is the Boston Globe, which is not 
not in newspapers. I point out many times, and you know, with the help of the globe, they can scare up a mob like that. In the old days, you couldn't do that, and now you can get an email or Twitter campaign to bombard a weak program director or a weak GM and change everything. I mean, one guy, one or two guys can change everything. So we are uh, joined by Kirk Minahan, obviously the Kirk Minahan show on Barstool and mm-hmm. The Case, which is blowing up the world uh, as, as a true crime prod- podcast. And we are, we are, I'm interrupting the case right now for this, uh, Kirk. Mm-hmm. I appreciate this. Uh, you jumping on here. It's the first time I think I've been on the air. Am I on with Jerry right now? Yes. Do you see him? He's over there. I don't see him, Tom. I, I see you. Can you? <laughs> he's giving you double finger right now. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you remember what I look like? Yeah, I mean, so I haven't seen you in for. I just we just talked to you yesterday. Uh, that's true, but uh, we don't talk on the air anymore. We just talk off the air. That's true. Well, I stopped working with they. <laughs> what year was that, Jerry? Was we, that? Well, we, we worked with. I worked with they. Uh, I don't know, a couple of years. Been a couple of years. Been a couple of so years. What, I, do you, so, what have you been doing since? <laughs> so I heard. I heard. Uh, I heard Maddie's. Uh, I would not call that. Uh, If if a ten is a great rant, I would give that a six or seven. Okay, so let's um, let's play this. uh, Just the last part of Maddie's rant here, so people can hear. The Jonas Brothers are going to be, but I can't do what I really want to do, which is just be a funny comic who tells it like it is about what he's thinking. So I'm ending my portion of the radio show right now, and I don't know. Jerry, I got ratings every week when we were doing the show, and you know we're not going against sixty-two-year-old women like Maddie was for the last forty years. I, but I never, I never thought of Maddie as one of those real controversial shows. But I, to be honest, I haven't listened much. But does he has he gotten in trouble before in the last forty years? So I had him on the old podcast. I had him on enough about me, That's and right. he said he had never been suspended ever. Like you know, obviously I'm going to defend him for saying it. I have no issue with him saying it. Mm-hmm. Anybody who says they have an issue with him saying what he said is a phony. You can always change a channel. Nobody's putting a gun to your head. He's also, by the way, 71 years old. And this is how 71-year-olds 
are normally going to react to stories like this. They don't quite understand. Is it a big deal? Do I really like him? Do I really care what Demi? Of course not. I don't care what your what your gender, your pronouns, any of that. Go with God. Do whatever. But you know, if you want Matt Siegel, if you're going to pay him a lot of money to go on the air and say stuff like that, well, you got to have his back. But now they don't. And the question for me is, you know, will he be on the air tomorrow? Does he get suspended? Because I don't think I don't think that's a real walk off. Like I think he's going to be like, oh Jesus, I might as well just do the show. What the hell was I thinking? But you know, maybe not. We were, we were just talking about this morning, Jerry. Maybe he's finally at the point where he says, ah, screw it, I'm walking. And, and it could be that, that he's done 40 years, he's got plenty of money, he's sick of it, and he's going to make a, a dramatic exit. And for, I would respect that because I can picture this, as I just said, Kirk, we went through it many times with the pre-Ds lurking in the hallway and giving that look. And can you just talk about something else? And you just get tired of it. Where's you out, especially when you're doing really well and you're saying, how about you come in here and tell us how, how great we are for a change instead of coming in here and saying how offensive this is or how we should move on to something less interesting, like whatever, the Celtics or the Red Sox. That was our life on a daily basis. And Maddie's not used to it. This is probably new to him. Where they're saying, you know, this is really uncomfortable. We got some phone calls. Could you just move on? I know that reaction. We've had it. You snap. You say, Jesus, you know, could you leave me alone? And let me do my show. And he's not used to it because usually they pat him on the back and say, you're doing great. And usually he doesn't right. offend anybody. Right. So he, the question is, if he comes back tomorrow, does he have to apologize? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, are you really asking? Are you asking that question seriously? Well, I mean, well, I think that makes it less likely that he comes back. If they say you got to apologize, then he's less likely to come back. And the other question is, was he going to quit soon anyway? Because, you know, this would be a good way to go out. But he is. But like, you know, and we I like Maddie. I know you've known him a long time. Like we had to work. He doesn't have to work. Like he does. He will tell you that as he's told he me. He's told you. He bragged to me. I, I was complaining about waking up at four in the morning. He said he wakes up at five thirty, and I go, "How the <laughs> hell do you do that?" He goes, "I get up. I drive to the studio. I walk in like ten past six. Music's playing. I sit down. I have no idea what we're talking about. I don't even know what song's playing. I do that every day. When it's over, I go pee it up. He play golf like every day. He I was texting this morning. It's not a lot of work. He would admit that and take pride in that. So, you know, he's if he goes back to work, it's not because, you know, he's been working so hard. It's just wearing him out. He, no. He's got a little formula going. Yeah, but what but is he? What is morning. that? Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, Kirk, that's No, that's, I, I, that's I, I texted with him this morning. He was playing golf already. He was done. I think he's down in Florida full time, I think. He's done it, whatever, 9.56 when they play their last couple of songs. And then he rolls out. He's on the golf course at 10.05. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just find this so... You know, obviously it's familiar for us, but I also think, like, I hate to say it, but you guys both know this in 2021, if you're Matt Siegel, you're either going to come back and apologize or you're out. You're not going to be able to stand um, what you believe, what you think is true. You're not going to fight the good fight. All that stuff is gone. If you want to keep your job, if you have any opinions at all, you know, if you're not like a Rich Keefe or uh, Michael Felger, you know, if you don't, you know, if you got a, a brain in your head and a thought in your head, uh, and it's against what the norm is, and you're on a radio station that's not a traditional conservative radio station, you're dead. You're either going to just put those put those thoughts in your fucking pocket, or, uh, 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 you know, you're gone. There's there's ap- The middle ground is completely eliminated now. It doesn't even exist. Right, and that's why it's dying. That's something we talk about all the time. Of course. You can hear, you can hear at our old station, you can hear the fear in the voices of the hosts, some of whom are our old friends, 
because they know any second now, if the subject is, and there's a lot of really kind of dicey subjects through the, you know, the pandemic and the election and, the, you know, January 6th and Antifa and all the BLM things. If you're talking about the news of the day, you're doing it while walking on eggshells, wondering at what point the program director walks in and says, please, please, you know, the Celtics have a game tonight, please. That was our life. That was apparently Maddie's life today. I guess he, he went to that third rail, which is all transgender issues are, are uh, off limits. They're verboten for talk show hosts at most commercial radio stations. Now you can't do it because the mob will come down hard on you and there'll be just no, as we learned, there's just, there's no escaping. Well, ratings are ratings don't matter. Like we, you know, they don't matter anymore. They should, but they don't. Uh, we've told the story a lot where, you know, Tom or Jerry and I would be sitting in the, in our office after the show and Joey Zarbano, that moron who's now, I think, you know, selling casino chips somewhere. He'd stroll, he'd stroll in and say, you know, you guys did a 16 last week. Uh, you know, how, what did Dale Arnold do? Oh, he did a 4.6. But, you know, you guys should try and do this. Dale did this and it worked pretty well. Oh, and would say, why don't you tell Dale, I would say, or Jerry would say, why don't you get out of the office, go tell Dale to do what we did, and then you can come back to us. It was, you know, why don't you, you know, Dale did a really good segment. You know, they had Joe Kerrigan on last week and they were talking about how to throw a curveball. And, you know, why don't you do this or do that? And they were, you know, I know what he was trying to do intellectually. He didn't want us to talk about the stuff that we talked about because of Murchison. Well, they, and, they, uh, they literally, they literally set Kirk and I down a vice president, another snake, sat us down in a meeting and we couldn't believe it. Said, we don't care about ratings. We just want to stay out of trouble. They, and I, I was, well, you know, 20 years in, I'm looking around and going, did I just hear what I thought I heard? Yes. We do not care about ratings anymore. That's you never came back on air after that. We were, you know, we were no. done and they no. said, we want to stay out of trouble. And I thought they were just trying to, you know, scare us. They were serious. Yeah, but aren't, they, there, aren't there well, alpha dog salespeople who want those ratings, who look at those ratings and say, holy Jesus, I can sell the shit out of the show. You know, for yeah, but radio sells, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but, but you know what happens with the salespeople, Tom, in that situation was they were so beat down by Murchison. And again, we don't need to revisit this whole thing. Obviously, Jerry talks to Murchison. Now they're friends. I don't want to get in the way of their relationship. They <laughs> hang mean, out. They have dinner three nights a week. I saw that agreement with them, man. <laughs> but, but you know, but Jerry knows salespeople have no, they have no real guts. So when Murchison started costing him money, you know, they bailed. And not only the, the thing that Jerry laid out with Tim Murphy, uh, um, who was obviously a friend of Jerry's as well. And I warned him for years not to trust him. Who's Tim Murphy? I'm sorry. Uh, What's that? Who's Tim Murphy? He was like a VP and he was the biggest snake in the whole company, which is saying something. And Kirk loved him. He, he was Kirk guy. <laughs> Dude, no, and I said, Kirk, he's lying to you. And Kirk said, no, not Tim. He wouldn't lie to me. And he was Jesus, lying. He, he literally sat us down and said, we don't care about ratings. We're done with this, you know, with what you guys do. And uh, we want to talk sports. And Well, I was going to say, Jerry, was that the, at the one where you, you know, you're, you're in Florida, you know, sunning your nuts and sitting on the, uh, on the porch during the, uh, during our, true. during our day of atonement. Whatever the hell it was called, the uh, the the yes. the, the orientation. Train. Is that that's when they brought that idiot in, uh, that shithead from New York, who said the same thing, Tom. We, at that point, we were. I mean, when I say we were riding high ratings wise, you know, we were just killing it. And he said, I would rather stay finishing sixth or seventh. Jerry was listening, and get in no trouble than finishing first and getting any trouble. And I remember sitting there in that meeting thinking, well. You know, I'm not gone today, but there's an expiration date and it's really, really right, soon. Right. So, you know, I think for Maddie, the, the other thing, Jerry and Tom is like, 
if this becomes sort of a semi story, he's the biggest radio figure I think maybe ever in Boston. He's not wrong about that. Quitting because of this thing. Well, if he tries to come back at all, do that, not just Merchison now, the other crowd, do they just start, do they just start leveling Kiss 108 to the point where he has to go? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm guessing a lot of his advertising is national. We know how that yeah, But here's, works, so. here's the thing, Kirk. Somebody complained. Uh, well, maybe this program director is just such a lightweight that he got nervous. That's true. Two tweets but, or something. Yeah, I'm going to guess somebody complained about what Maddie was saying or maybe he said it before because you know how just how explosive, how toxic the whole so issue is. Is it somebody outside or is it some a weasel inside who wants could to be get either into one. it? Could be either one. Yeah, but, yeah. but if it's someone outside, if it's, you know, someone at the Boston Globe, then it's an issue. I'm curious. I just checked. The Globe and the Herald don't have a word. The biggest radio star in the history of Boston walks off the job at what time? You know, two, two and a half hours, three hours ago. Not a word on either newspaper mm. website yet. But if it's about transgender issues, the Globe is not going to take the side of Matty Siegel, regardless of. No, that's no an old white, an old privileged rich white guy. Right, old fucked. white guy. So he he's they're going to come after him and, and try to, you know, look at the last forty years and see what else he did and what else he said. Um, but uh, it'll it'll be a curious wait. I'll be curious to see how they handle it. How they handle the end of an era. Because it ended you know, with this, you know, him mocking uh, this gets, uh, transgender gets, binary <laughs> issue. The only, I mean, the only the only rich white guy who gets a break at the Globe is John Henry. And I mean, to be fair, Linda runs the paper. And also, to be fair, when she met John Henry, she had no idea who he was. He was in the supermarket. And she was like hitting on him. My sources say hardcore. He wanted no part of it. But she just fucking fell in love she, with the guy. Like, you know what? She, it wasn't the supermarket. She thought he was the manager of the produce department. She really did. She was confused, but it didn't matter. Love is love. And, and oh, heart, sensing sarcasm. Heart, heart wants what the heart wants. And, uh, oh. you know, those two kids are and but, been inseparable ever since. Hold on. Do you guys mind yeah, if but, I, do you mind if I record the video? I didn't try to get a screenshot and I can't. Do you mind? Record I, the video? Yeah. What? Record this Zoom video. Yeah, care. really. Okay. Yeah, that really bothers me. No, I, I don't. I just don't know anything. I'm, um, so, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, if you're Kiss One Hundred Eight right now, you're calling up the Globe, hat in hand, and saying, "Please, um, we'll give you whatever. We'll give you exclusive uh, quotes from Maddie <clears throat> and from Won't all matter. Us. Won't matter. I mean, again, he's no white. Like they're they're gonna. I mean, they might. They'll be easier on him than they were on on me or Jerry. That's for sure. Because I, don't, I right. don't think I don't know Matt's history with the Globe. I'm guessing it's limited. He might even be friends with John Henry Linda Bazzuti, honestly. Who knows, fundraisers or whatever. But, uh, but I mean, they'll never be on the side of, which, again, is just a reasonable side to say. And I actually think it's, hey, you can even go this way. This is a teachable moment. This is a 71-year-old guy. He doesn't, he doesn't understand everything at this point. He was articulating what a lot of 71-year-old people in the world think today. They don't know what's going on. It's not even... It's not even the shaming thing. I or dare you. It's I just, dare you. Just click on the story right now on uh, on the Demi Lovato story and read it. And I dare you to read it and not have a. It's not stumble. Oh, you know what? It just occurred to me. The singer, the singer revealed they are happy to share the very personal moment of their podcast on their podcast. Um, she went on to say, "No, I'm sorry." She Demi went on to say, "Changing their end of their identification best represents the fluidity." Fluidity they feel in their gender. Right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't friggin' work. It's it doesn't really work like to that. have a plural gender, plural gender for one person yeah. as much as you respect or support her. You have to say, I can't even read this. I know I'm. Right. I, but, I, but I think he, what he said, though, Jerry, was like, he was basically like, you know what? I don't like that's great that she, fe- that they, 
feel that way. I don't really care one way or another. Where you get in trouble is, and we have in the past, is because we did this with the transgender issue, which is you and I, if somebody wants to be, you know, uh, in my opinion, a proper age, if have gone through the therapy, feel a certain way, uh, there's real mental illness. If they want to have this surgery, great, fantastic. I hope you feel better. But you can't even have that conversation. That That part of it is gone. It has to be, if you're 71 years old and you mess up the pronouns of Demi Lovato, you have to be, you're, you're, you're dead. They want you dead. They want you burned at the stake. And there's, you know, for him, I'll be curious. I don't know him well enough to know if he has the backbone to say, fuck off, goodbye for real. If he comes back tomorrow, though, if he's on the air tomorrow, which I doubt, but if he's on the air tomorrow, you know that means his hat, his hat, his hat is. Well, I, I, no I don't. I don't think. He, I think he's a kind of a practical guy. I don't think he's a real ideologue. We know that he's not real political. So maybe he just thinks it's practical. I'll come back. I'm making. He's also not. Good. He's also not 41. I but mean, he might be done well, anyway. You know, you're right. He's in Florida. He's got other, maybe he's other things he wants to do. Maybe he's done anyway. And again, that's a hell of a way to go out because you know what? The public, the general public, is going to be on your side, Maddie. They're not going to say, you know, how dare you mock someone who calls herself they. I mean, that's what he does. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do what other people do. And it's very possible, Jerry, that he was actually criticizing her for hijacking the movement for her own um, for her own brand, being insincere. You know, last month she was complaining, bitching about a frozen yogurt place, you know, selling uh, diet food because it triggered her. So she's a bit wacky anyway. She, she does. She's capable of anything. But they're capable of anything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But they are. So what if he bills huge in Massachusetts? What if he's making them a a bleep load of money, a shitload of money for his? um, Does will that mean anything? That's bottom line. Einhart likes that. Of course, course. Einhart's probably working with Demi Lovato in a a shitload of millennials as well. All that matters. All that matters is if it gains momentum. If, If he apologizes and it goes away, which could happen, it all depends. I mean, for us, we sort of had the perfect storm. We had the the right maniac at the right time with the right people who are willing to capitulate. Everything fell into place for Murchison. If, if Matt Siegel tomorrow comes in, falls on the sword and then just kind of plays music for the next two or three years, maybe, I mean, there's a chance it goes away, but if he goes on the air and issues even a semi half hearted apology, then I think he's in trouble. And I think the question for the station is, is, is there a plan B? You know, that was my question when the, when I, after, you know, you were gone, after you quit on me, bailed on me, and I was there mm-hmm. alone, I said, let me guess, you got a plan B in mind. And I knew they did. And it, you know, was turned out that Hill, Craig Hill and his crew, you know, they were going <laughs> to sell his station, lose 20 million bucks and slide him over to our spot. But does Kiss 108 have a plan as Billy Costa or whoever mm-hmm. the next guy? Well, when a guy, when a guy's 71, you generally sure. have a plan B. And if they feel good about the plan B, they will be able to, you know, say goodbye to Maddie. They'll kiss and make up to the point where they can have a farewell Maddie day and all that. And, you know, Boston will have a day. We'll call it Maddie's. In fact, they just did, I believe, on his 40th anniversary. No, they won't. They won't now. They won't now. No way. Oh, but yeah, that's true. But they already no know. No way. There will, there will be people, you know, especially if he, you know, kind of explains himself. I don't know if he apologizes, but says, you know, just whatever. It was a, it was a bad day. You think this mayor in Boston is going to do that for Matt Siegel? Probably not. And again, the mayor just Fucking did it. Chance. I think he what? just had his 40th anniversary. Well, I think they just did it. Yeah, probably. So the, the psycho uh, activist crowd, what's better for them? To have him uh, emasculated and on the air and or no. to have him his scalp? 
No, they want kills. You know that. They want, they want, they want to brag and say, we took down Matty yep. Siegel. And, and they yep. probably will. I mean, that's just another pelt on their wall. And they got a few, yep. man. <clears throat> They'll keep going. Yeah. Incredible. Well, fellas, I, uh, if you guys want to keep talking, I mean, this is all, all gold for me. Uh, but I know you're doing stuff, so I will uh, let you go. I, uh, well, real quick. Yeah. I mean, look, Jerry, let's go around the AL East here. I mean, it's. <laughs> it, I'm surprised looking at this right now. I mean, I, this is surprising. Did Did you see that Celtics game last night? I mean, talk about electric. There was like oh, 17 I'm... people in the stands. Matt Marv Albert was on play-by-play falling asleep. Did <laughs> you watch it or no? I put it on because people were tweeting about how amazing, amazingly dead it was. Uh, obviously, we know, you know, Governor Baker won't allow them to have a full house. And it sounded like it was empty. And it sounded like a preseason, not even a preseason game. It sounded like a practice. It was awful. And, uh, you know, you had all these stars, Jason Tatum, Bradley mm-hmm. Beal, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook, and no energy. It was embarrassing. We, we could do an hour on that. Is Russell Westbrook really on the Wizards? He is on the Wizards. He's I number didn't know four. that. I, did, well, I thought it was on the Thunder. Really? He <laughs> just There's finished a of, with the, a lot of another... talent in the NBA moving around, which is uh, brings me to my next question. Supposedly, there are whispers that certain producer uh, labor may be making a move as well. We know Steve's taken off. You, you guys want to yep. have the negotiations right here? Yeah, I'll announce it here. Uh, starting June twenty eighth on the Kirk Minahan show. Uh, Ken Laird and Chris Curtis will be producing the show, which I'm excited about. Uh, unfortunately for Curtis, there's a couple of uh, girls who work in the uh, uh, company downstairs who I don't think are legal age, so we'll have to uh, <laughs> to keep an eye on that one, right, Jerry? Well, do they like are they chubby chasers? Because I heard Curtis is, uh, you know, <laughs> well, they're interns. I think that'll help. Putting the pounds back on now. Uh, um, We've already had our negotiations. Uh, you know, my guy Dave Colonnade's perfectly. You know, he's he's allowed to go chase his dream, which is to work for Barstool. It's not just Kirk; it's the Barstool family. Well, I, don't any, I don't have anything to confirm on my end yet. He dreams about being part of the Barstool family. Right, that's his dream, and it would be like you know, like I said, keeping me from uh, whatever. I don't know what my dream job would be. You know. Uh, uh, combing Tucker's hair before the show. I heard you say you'd play center field for the Red Sox. Well, that was a cliche, a cliche. Yeah, when I was a kid, when I was a kid. Play safety for the Patriots. What do you want me to say? Your dream was to play uh, guard for the uh, Celtics, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right now, I'd say my dream right now is I would like to be like the – somewhere in like the 40s or 50s in the world ranking in golf. Like no real pressure. You're not a star. You get to play the courses every week. I got a solution for you here, Kirky. What's up? Have you, have you heard of Haley Davidson? Haley Davidson was a competitive uh, male golfer, college golfer. He's now mm-hmm. he's now a female golfer, and he just oh. won a tournament last week. Uh, the first transgendered uh, female oh, to win a women's tournament, and he's now um, hoping to be eligible for the LPGA tournament. <coughs> he, he qualifies Great. under the rules because he – uh, transition like whatever it was two years ago they have a gender policy and i think he qualifies he's 28 he works for mm-hmm. nbc <laughs> and he's oh, really? hoping to he's hoping to become the first transgender woman on the lpga tour and i'm playing with you you're pretty good it's not too late you could do this mm. not, yeah we haven't played a long time who's oh, better well, at golf? You lost it of you too who's better oh me kirk is better yeah, Jerry gets – but Jerry's not bad, I'll tell you. Jerry's pretty good. Can Jerry drive farther? It is age. Kirk is uh, – yeah, I can drive it farther than Kirk. That's, about That's true. It, though. But that is he true. Can, he doesn't hit it far. But other than um, 
I used to think Felger was the best media person because he was a good golfer, but I think Kirk might be might be better. He's he definitely doesn't get in any trouble at all. Straight down the middle, he plays like a you know like a good LB LPG Careful. player. Yeah, that's pretty yards down the middle, great, you know, really good around the greens. You could do this, Minahan. You should <clears throat> pursue your goal. Why don't you let's just for argument's sake, let's say that uh Colony comes to my show, just for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just have Shattuck produce your show and come on every day? He's, he can do that. Are you kidding me? Shattuck is like a multimedia star. He's sub-stacking and he's podcasting with his wife and he's uh, he's doing radio. I mean, nobody's listening Hartford. to that. He's doing radio in Hartford. <laughs> yeah, but no one's listening, listening to that either. They're listening to this episode, at least. Well, that's true. <laughs> the radio star in Hartford. Is that right? Do you, like, give the traffic and stuff? In yes, the I do. There's a lot of mechanics. We throw the traffic and um, finance minute, all sorts. It's it's old-time radio there. It's I'm jealous. There. I was saying a couple weeks ago, so Jerry knows I, I just signed. Well, I don't know if he knows or not. I think we talked about it. I signed my last contract, and I said, and Jerry believes me, I'm retiring at the end of this contract. I think you believe that, right? I don't believe that. And no. How much was no. that for, Kirk? Um. It was that was a good deal. I was pretty happy with the contract. Four seventy. Uh, Four seventy. What's that? Four seventy. Mm-hmm. I don't know who even who's to say who's to say. It's not wasn't Jerry Callahan. I'll say that. But uh, uh, I wouldn't mind. I said I wouldn't mind going back to old radio for a year or two when it was all done. Do you want me to do that, Jerry? You want to come back? Well, if we find a station right now in twenty twenty four, fall of twenty twenty four. And I say we do the Kirk and Callahan show again for a year or two, and then we call it a day. Are you in? Are we going to do it like we talked about from Maine? <laughs> yes, yes. Are you in? From you know somewhere between our our, our summer homes. <laughs> yeah, you're in. Um, yeah, here there's an opening at Kiss One Away. You think we'd right. be a good fit? I can see you doing that, Jerry. Here's the weekend. <laughs> the sad thing is, and Shattuck, you don't even realize this shit, but it, it's it's kind of permeated through the industry where ratings don't really matter to anybody anymore. Yeah. No matter they, at all. Their first priority is keep us out of trouble. That's the most important thing. I mean, uh, that's why podcasts are, are, are doing so well, because they don't have that rule, that philosophy. And, and, you know, satellite probably, well, I don't know how well satellite's doing, but traditional radio, terrestrial radio, everybody is uh, uh, trying to stay out of trouble, including, obviously, Kiss 108. That's an issue everywhere. That's interesting. So I yeah. wonder, it used to be that the Arbitron guy uh, would come up and then tell all the sellers how to sell the crappy uh, day parts, you know, and tell them that, oh, well, your average quarter hour is this. And, but, you know, over the three, you know, they'd give you, they'd sell cum if you needed to, or they'd sell, uh, you know, quarter hour or whatever. They'd find, give you away. I wonder if that is even a thing anymore. If anybody cares if they're not selling no, on radio. All that time, all that time, all those meetings are now spent on sensitivity trading mm-hmm. and critical race theory and, you know, the you know, transgender, you know, uh, uh, training, the videos and, and all that stuff, you know, that they're doing with little league coaches and, and that they do that at radio stations all day, every day now. Just oh, we see this. We see this everywhere. There are companies now in media who are willing to trade profit for sort of winning the day and getting the applause on Twitter. And EEI is a classic example, even though the merchant cost them all that money. I mean, they're, you know. I mostly do it much, but if you put it on, I mean, they're literally advertising, you know, sub shops and Revere on these shows. They're making no money. They're getting no ratings, but they struck a deal with the Globe. They struck a deal with it, and they and they are now staying out of trouble. Like this story right here today. If I'm a ra- if I'm a radio fan, which I am, I want to hear Glenn Ordway, who is I don't know, 15, 10, 15 years older than Maddie Siegel, but still contemporaries, I suppose. Glenn's what eighty six now. Yeah, but he doesn't sound it. He sounds no. you know younger. Right. It sounds, well, yeah, it sounds about 76. But yeah. I mean, I, I want to hear Glenn talk about Maddie today. I mean, that's that's a reasonable ask yeah. as a radio fan. 
but he'll say it in a way that, oh, it's like Matt got, Matty got in trouble. And he won't say what it's about, really. He won't get into it. And it's not really his fault. He just doesn't want to. He wants to collect a check twice a month and, and go home. And I don't blame him for that. Not everyone is built the way that I'm built or, or Jerry or other people, which is that, you know, I mean, you could, we could have kept our mouths shut. We were asked to. We were asked to sign something. Jerry, to his credit, signed it. But, but what? <laughs> Only one of us signed something, and it wasn't me. But don't sure. start. <clears throat> anyway, but, but, the, <laughs> but the point is, you know, we couldn't do that. Other people can. And, and if you can do that and you want to go in and talk about sports or play music, go do it. But if you're mad and you've got that stuff creeping around your head, it's hard. It's hard to keep that in there and do a show every day for four hours. But you know, you know what works. You know, there's a topic, a subject that you can do that will work, that will get calls, that will get energy, and you can't do it. You're not allowed that to hurts. do it. And, and, you, and by the way, the the option is, you know, the the thing they're insisting on is really boring. Whether it's you know the Red Sox bullpen, they're insisting you choose a boring topic rather than a good one, and that is just uh, frustrating to the point where someone like. You know, Minahan can't handle it. You know, some of us are professional and we would say, okay, you know, we got a job to do. Others will storm out of the studio like Minahan or Maddie. Right. Look at this. I'm seeing on Twitter. Maddie's out. Replacing him. Look at this name. Scott Mutrin. I can't believe that. (laughs) What? That is. I'm I'm surprised it's that bad. He's a good man. All right, guys. I have really really spent a lot of time. I'm looking at the the Globe does not have a word on their website. And I don't think I'm looking at the Herald right now. Not a word. It's amazing. They're just like. I think it'll be a national story. But. In any time, nothing. Harold's got nothing. Nothing, guys. Thank you, Kirk Minahan. Thanks so much, Jerry. Uh, thank you, guys, very much. I appreciate it. You were very uh, generous as usual with your time. Take care, fellas. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, yeah, sounds good. See you, Kirk. See you, guys. So that is that. Nice to hear the guys talk together. Nice to have them on, and uh, hear them go back and forth. They really, uh, they are really a pleasure to have on. And it's interesting. They're they're much easier to talk to than than you would think. You know, because they're they're both of them have a, a, a presence and a lot to say. Uh, but as far as the issue goes, by the way, I'm going to try to do that, have those guys on regularly. Okay. We'll see if they'll do it. Maybe they will. But um, as far as Matt Siegel goes, and I'm writing about this in our Substack, uh, my Substack today, um, even if he comes back, if he's back tomorrow morning, so if this, let's say this, this, people listen to this Thursday morning if he's back live while you're listening to this it's still over it's over you don't walk off the air when you start walking off the air mm-hmm. first of all I'm sure they're sick of paying him anyway right but when you walk off the air then a whole new uh wing of thought is opened and that's about the world without Matt Siegel well, right. And, and like Jerry how much was of this? Saying, how much? How many of these receipts can we keep? Sales receipts mm-hmm. without this guy. Well, and that's like what Jerry was saying too. Like, what's the station's plan B? So the minute he walked off, the radio station has to be thinking, "What's our plan B?" That show, I'm sure, makes them bundles of money, and they have to. And you know, Jerry said he's 71. They have to have kind of been thinking about it anyway, right? What do we do when Maddie goes off the air? How do we keep this going? And you know, I. I don't know if you have that kind of uh, income for that show without him on it. Certainly, I would think Billy Costa would be your next go-to option that you would be thinking about. Um, but but I don't know. I don't know if Maddie in the Morning without Maddie is still as big a thing as it was. And now I feel like, you know how we talk about how like Gen X is the most anti-woke generation kind of? Mm-hmm. 
But I think if Maddie's really gone off the air, I think you're starting to drag the millennials into it a little bit now, too. Like, you've already kind of got that with the J.K. Rowling stuff, where a lot of millennials are kind of like, eh, I'm not with you. Like, you can't go after J.K. Rowling. Like, I don't care. I'm over your stuff if you're going to try and cancel Harry Potter, you know. But also, Maddie in the Morning is big for millennials, too. I mean, I know it probably skews a little bit older, but everybody who's my age grew up with that show on all around us all the time. So the and it's very mainstream. It's very innocuous. This Mm -hmm. isn't some like right wing shock jock radio. This isn't even like Howard Stern shock jock radio. You know, like no, this is like vanilla. It's a polar opposite. This is is like vanilla, easygoing morning talk. Some you don't get in trouble on the show. Yeah, this is fine. And you know, for what it's worth, he mentions. Trump in his rant too, saying that uh, early on that his initial problems with the station started because they didn't want him to say anything bad about Trump anymore. They were worried they were losing people. You know, let the guy say what he wants. He's been doing it long enough that I think he's got his finger on the pulse of where he wants to be. You know, I don't care. Let him criticize Trump. Let him criticize Demi Lovato. You know, and this is why people are going into podcasts because they're sick of people telling them, you know, how to run their own shows and what they're allowed to say and not allowed to say, and they want to do it on their own. This is the same movement that's driving um, big-name op-ed writers to go to Substack. This is the same trend that's driving. So, and you'll see on the podcast that I'm coming out with in a couple weeks, um, we have an episode where we're talking about copyright and music and and. The, how artists have more power now. This is what's driving people like Taylor Swift to kind of say to the record labels, you didn't make me, I made you. And and to radio stations, you know, there's no radio station without me on it. And I think that's kind of what you have Manny in the Morning saying right now is, you know, I made this morning show exist by being me. And if you're going to tell me I can't be me anymore, I'm not going to just show up and be a trained monkey now. Mm-hmm. And and Or is know, he? And he might. He might show up and be a trained monkey. And Kirk said this in your interview with him. You know, like maybe he'll show up and just kind of play music and be bland for the next couple of years and try not to piss anyone off. But also, I don't know if it's clear... The activist people might not let that happen now. The mm-hmm. His managers might have talked to him this morning and said, you know, you're too hasty. Don't go crazy. They might have tried to save the ad revenues. and But this might just be starting because the activists might have gotten a taste and said, we can get rid of this guy. There's a lot. I, you know, posted about right. this on Twitter. And There's a lot of people in my mentions going, woohoo, this is great. Let's get more. Radio is so much better now. First of all, I don't know what they're talking about, how radio is better because there's nothing on it anymore. You know, there's there's no sh- there's going to be no shows on when these people are left. I don't know what what radio shows aren't cancelable. I guess we'll have Demi Lovato's show. So right. good luck. It's That's all that you're going to be able to listen to so, is four-dimensional with Demi and, Lovato. You're right. And there are more factors at play. So his managers, you're right, are saying, listen, Matt, let's have a – essentially mm-hmm. his, his managers are the hostage negotiator or the, you know, the guy trying to stop the guy from jumping, mm-hmm. at least until they secure his money. You know, yeah. so what they want to do, they don't want to make it look like a whacking because Maddie's had loyal advertisers local for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Maddie goes, you know, golfing with these people, probably the big uh, Herb Chambers kind of people, the big auto dealership owners, mm-hmm. the big construction magnates. 
he hangs in those circles. These people have been yeah. together forever. They, they, let, they, use, they let them use each other's. They let each other use each other's houses, things like that. Um, but for um, so there are considerations. So they can't just ax him, and it, that would get the sales department. I'm sure every sales department seller in that station panicked and called the general sales manager or director of sales and said. Oh my God! I got you know Bill from whatever golf course calling me here. Tell me every everything's going to be all right. Please tell me. And then the sales guy calls a program director and says, "Talk to Maddie. Talk him down. Make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. At least for now." Um, and, and that's just locally. You don't you want to make sure you don't leave any cash. Uh, you know, hemorrhage cash if this guy gets whacked. Uh, but nationally, this is iHeart. iHeart is a concert and venue. An event company, right? And that it, it is more Demi Lovato than it is Matt Siegel, right? I mean, to us, this is like huge. Like, oh my goodness, Maddie in the morning can mm-hmm. uh, be hit by this stuff because that's like such a huge Boston thing. But you know, nationally, iHeart doesn't care because if it's going to hurt them more with Demi Lovato fans throughout the whole country than it is with you know the boston radio people that are still listening to maddie in the morning then that's that's going to be the calculus for them right they don't care about the boston radio market quite as much as they care about you know selling out demi lovato concerts that said i think maybe uh their podcast is on odyssey so i don't know well that doesn't matter i mean she as a musician as a musician yeah she's everywhere she's she's adjacent to all the other musicians and i right and there's there's a lot of A lot of people are gleeful about this. I mean, I was initially before all this happened and I was, you know, reading about the Demi Lovato story because that was the bigger story before this happened with uh, Maddie in the morning. You know, the the headlines were all supportive and I was seeing, you know, only a few little blips where people were saying, oh, Maddie in the morning is being so transphobic on his show right now or whatever. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, the CNN headline is singer Demi Lovato has revealed they are non-binary and are changing their pronouns, telling fans they are proud to make the change after a lot of self-reflective work. So this was all this was like universally met with acclaim, their new podcast, their new pronouns. And I mean, I feel like we're in a little bit of a two plus two equals five world where we're all just acting like using this they thing is totally normal. But, you know, I mean, uh, I'm I'm reassured that Maddie in the morning thinks this is weird, too, that this maybe isn't the, the, the Demi Lovato they thing isn't quite as mainstream as everybody in the media is acting like it is. But, well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's possible. What is the first of all? And I was going to ask Kirk this. I should have. If he comes back. He's got to come back with an apology. Mm-hmm. There's no way he doesn't. So he probably right now does not, if he's being intellectually honest, know what he's apologizing for. No. Because she's saying she's now a they, and any normal sane human being would say, what the hell is that? Because that is weird. I understand there's a new construct now uh, based on all sorts of non-science that it is, it is proclaiming or it is claiming that that is... A, true, mm-hmm. you know, they actually claim it's scientifically true. You would right. have to suspend your logical thinking regimen 
to say that that is true. It's crazy. It could be something you're into. I'm a hobbyist. I, I use pig Latin. I use different pronouns. That's my thing I do. Okay, you can do whatever you want. That's fine. But right. to, to force it on people and say, no, 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 no. Not only is it true for me, something I like to do, but you better like to do it too. Yes, you have to use pig Latin so, also. So, like, where what is he supposed to apologize for? I'm sorry if I was if I offended anybody. I understand that the trans. I mean, I I don't know how mm-hmm. effusive he'd have to make. Well, and I don't know. He might have. So, like I told you, he talked to Boston.com earlier too, and um, you know, said he thinks he's going to be back with the station after talking to people at the station today, but um. I don't know if in this interview with Boston.com he did himself any favors because what he said to them is, I'm against her binary thing. I think she's a troubled woman and a lot of young people are taking her seriously and it bothers me. But of course, it's a comedy show, so I did it in the context of jokes. Wow, he's so, dead. Yeah, wow. so I don't know how... Now he's dead. <laughs> Have you had so, any doubt? <laughs> so so that that's, what he, that's what he told Boston.com. That's what they printed. Right. So, Boston.com, owned by the Boston Globe, old, old Globe owned by John Henry. Linda Pizzuti, the woke Red Sox owners. Yeah, that is a problem right there. Ooh, dang. He really is going out. If he comes back, it'll be a farewell tour. That's it. Yeah, so, I mean, that to me says he doesn't even know what he did wrong still. The fact that he said that to them and thinks that's okay that the Globe is printing that. Because even... In my comments, the reason I saw this article is because the people in my comments were saying, this is not just that he made a joke about the pronouns. He actually is against non-binary identities. Hyperventilate, hyperventilate. And then they were posting this article in there about how bad he is. So, I mean, I... The station might still think he's coming back as of right now, but 24 hours is a really, really long time when it comes to these type of scandals. I don't know if he has a job to come back to, actually. So, you know, we'll see. We'll, yeah, if, or uh, if he's going to by tomorrow morning. I this don't know is right now, iHeart has scrubbed the audio, obviously. There's just, there's a scratchy audio we played. Yeah, that was and- my favorite. There was the people who were in the comments like, being, oh, why isn't the podcast up yet? I can't wait to hear. As though iHeart is going to leave him quitting live on air in their podcast that they put up, slamming the station management. Stations have screwed up, certainly, but that would be a big <laughs> one. Um, yeah, and so... Nationally, we'll have to see if if this catches fire. I don't see how it doesn't catch fire at this point. It's he's too good a target for too many people right now. They mm-hmm. and it's win win. Either they either he goes back and they've castrated him and he's, uh, you know, whipped daily with uh, talking points that the activists demand that he, you know, right. broadcast, including or the activists go in there and they shake down the station. They fill it with PSAs. When I was. Uh, when I was with another station, we had to run our sister station screwed up, and they made my station because we were the crappier station run PSAs for them, um, or um, or they just want to scalp. They want them to be whacked, and then you'll see. And it, it's we're coming after you. Let's say, and that would leave Howie Carr alone as the one big talk giant in Boston, um, in Ridley, New England. And, yeah. You know, if um, is the Lauren and Wally show still on? Neither Lauren or Wally are involved in it. Oh. If it is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, Howie, the entire culture of the show is to push back against this. So he is a warrior. He's not a mm-hmm. civilian who said something wrong. Howie is in uniform fighting this fight. Right. So there's no. I mean, I guess your point is is there's no like agnostic show on any like a normie show. 
Right? Well, I mean, like, what's a? There's no. What I'm saying is no. There's no more institution. Right. After Maddie goes, then all you've got is Howie. Right. He'd be the institution. As far as the other coffee clatch shows and morning zoo shows, I mean, those are junk shows. Those are all done, really. I mean, and then there's sports, I guess. So there's sports. Yeah, the, shows. So the sports, that is. Um, but I think I actually saw somebody post that EEI was like 14th in ratings this quarter. Yeah, that's dead. With, they're, with and the they're done. Callahan gone, that is, that is over. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it, the, the times absolutely are changing. And that's where we are. We had some stuff that we planned on talking about today. I know. Um, and I don't really have it at this point, Alice. I, Joe Biden was an idiot down in Connecticut. Yeah, uh, did he joke that he was going to run over journalists? Well, that was, was somewhere that was else. Yesterday. That was yesterday. He was going to run over journalists. Today, he was in Connecticut telling everybody to get a um, sense of humor because he said a bad joke and nobody got it. And so he yelled at them, which is very not surprisingly Biden. Uh, it was a uh, please clap kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, and we've got some other... You know, here and there. Yeah, um, also, Fauci told us we don't understand the mask guidelines. Oh, good. We'll get to that. We'll get to all <laughs> of that stuff tomorrow. Right to, right now, it's certainly in the world of broadcasting and cancel culture. This stuff with Matt Siegel, Maddie, Maddie in the morning is is the biggest thing going on. And uh, if this, if they are successful in having pressured this guy, and some people say, "What do you mean? He got in a fight with his program director and then walked off." He got in a fight with a program director because a program director has been uh, implanted with a woke chip that tells him to run down the hall and scream at the talent if they say something that could be considered hurtful in a world where what's considered hurtful is changing every day and expanding massively every day, which seems to have origins in insanity. Right. It's He wasn't canceled. He just quit because he was told that he would be canceled if he didn't do every single thing that they said every day. Oh, okay. That's the, that's totally different then. No big deal. Sorry. Right. <laughs> right. He wasn't shot. The PD held a gun to his head. That's it. Uh, you know, he, both of them, I think, are very, fairly jarring. Kirk and Kellen, t- Jerry talks about listening to D- WEEI and hearing the, f- that's the sports station, hearing mm-hmm. the fear in their voices. Uh, I don't think a host who's been doing this that long as Manny in the Morning has wants to live with fear. Sometimes you just had enough, you get too old. Let us just hope that uh, Maddie ended by saying Maddie out. Let us hope that we do not hear Howie Carr say Howie out, because then we will all be screwed um, in a big way. Thanks once again to Kirk Minahan, to mm-hmm. Jerry Callahan, to Alice Shattuck for flagging this and finding the audio before anybody else, and you guys, of course, for listening. Thanks so much, you guys who are here for the first time, really, for, for Jerry and Kirk. Uh, please give us a, a, another listen. Uh, subscribe and um, and um, and um, what's that? Rate review. What do I? What do they smash the what button? <laughs> they smash the subscribe button. Smash or, the subscribe button. Or they can write a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are all fabulous things that you can do for us, and we appreciate it so much. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, those of you who have stuck with us this long, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We also have a website, burnbarrelpodcast.com. We're on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. All those good kind of places. Uh, we also have an email address if you prefer to write to us that way, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're on YouTube. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. You can subscribe over there, see the video versions, um, leave a comment, all that good stuff. Talk see to you it. soon. Say la vie. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.